0: pick up uh, the colt full of a donkey and and, uh, tells him go to this place find this animal and bring him back it's kind of amazing to me Uh, go to the village you know who does that and you know knowing the setting of all the people flooding to jerusalem for this festival and so lots and lots of strangers around and yet him saying, go and, and it'll be okay. <laughs> if anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs him. And he will send them right away. They went and found a colt tied in the street. Untied it. People standing there, what are you doing? This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet saying, the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt full of a donkey. Um, there's several things that I'd I'd like to just mention in connection with this, and was alluded to somewhat. The raising of Lazarus from the dead was so significant in the minds of people around, and the celebration of that, that the word was just traveling out. And so uh, the knowledge of who Jesus was and the significance of his personality in that setting is such that even though there was this major feast and people coming from all over the region, Jesus' name is well known enough that they can go to a house and say the master needs him and, and know that, oh, this is Jesus. Well, of course. So, you know, that kind of thing talks of his popularity and, and how significant it was. Just like if someone was raised from the dead in this church, I know a lot of you sleep now <laughs> thankfully no one's died recently but you know if that happened, we would all be going, oh my goodness this is this is so amazing this this celebration had spread around and, and you know they'd seen the other miracles they'd heard of it, but suddenly it's just even from the dead, four days you know it, it the whole region is astounded at the significance of this miracle. And so marching in, now the the, the contrast to that is that um, you know the the Jewish leaders are going, this is causing such a hubbub, this could really bring down the wrath of the Romans. So we've got to try to hush things down. Now what is <laughs> of significance in Jesus asking this It says that this was to fulfill what was prophesied by Zechariah. Zechariah was uh, one of the people who was involved in the rebuilding of the temple. And so the date of his prophecy is well known. It's somewhere in that window of 518 and 520 BC. So 500 years previous, there's this declaration made. And people are waiting for that. And Jesus is aware of the significance of this moment. With that said, Zechariah being fulfilled and Jesus knowing it, everyone else is kind of just caught up in the moment. And so, you know, with these large crowds, they begin shouting, uh, you know, Hosanna. 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 You know there there's Lord save us. They're they're looking for the king and they're assuming their time is now. You ever said it's our time? I <laughs> I can remember um you know when you're when you're playing sports and and you win a championship there's it's our time. You know. And and you can you can go back to your school and for a day, you're heroes until the next thing goes on. And then, you know, if, if it's in the dorms, it's only a short-lived victory in the dorm. And you go out on the campus, and nobody cares. But it's our time, you know. It, we, we, those declarations in some ways, as Charlie was mentioning, come in, in such small settings. You know, we're saying it's about time we're recognized. It's about time we're, you know, with that, it's, that we are the people. And, and I think among the crowds, there's just, it's our time. The contrast to this, are the Pharisees, and, and they're, they're saying, be quiet, or we'll lose even what we have. Take it easy. Let's not, let's not make waves. Let's not rock the boat. Let's just be careful. I found myself in that camp as well. You know, there are times when you're going, you know, just, can't things just be the way they are? Can't we just keep this quiet? Can it, you know, isn't it, isn't it okay the way it is? Either extreme is one of those things that in this moment didn't fit. And only Jesus seems to be aware of really what's going on. In fact, in John's Gospel, the declarations made the disciples didn't realize what they were doing until afterwards. They didn't realize the significance of even getting this donkey. They don't get it until afterwards, they're putting together the pieces. And they go, oh, do you realize what took place? The significance of the whole full thing is that the difference between a king coming in on a horse is the king with a, an army that's going to conquer. Coming in on, on a colt is more a sign of peace. And Jesus said, I, I'm trying to bring peace. God is offering peace to humanity. So he came in on the full. And so all of this is bubbling around them. And the crowds began to shout Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The, the Hosanna, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I, from what I read, they pulled two terms together. And it's kind of like this. We beseech you, Lord, save us. We plead with you. Save us. And Hosanna is the term that comes out. Save us, Lord. So there's this declaration going on, even though they don't fully understand the salvation that's about to take place for them. They're looking, as was noted, they're looking for this temporal kingdom, but God's wanting to do something much, much greater. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The disciples say, teacher, rebuke your disciples. He says, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. There are times when I feel like in, in some ways when we're, we're praising the Lord, we have this small mindset and we think that we've got a picture of what's really going on. And we're doing the right thing, but we have no clue how big it really is. That's what I see out of this passage. You know, they're they're doing all the shot, they're really doing the right thing. They just don't know why. They're they're making the declaration that's appropriate. They just don't see where it's going. Oftentimes in our own lives, we're walking through and, and we're walking in our salvation. We're we're declaring that God is good. We understand his working in our hearts. We understand that our lives are being transformed, but there's still this, this failure to grasp how big this thing really is and how wondrous it is. Thankfully, we get pieces. I mean, thankfully, they even recognize this is someone special. Thankfully, they saw someone raised from the dead and realized this is not an ordinary person. In the same way as we continue to put our time before the Lord, and there's this ongoing revelation of who He is, it's like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's, that's because it's, it's much beyond what we're ever going to grasp. And yet it's our privilege to have this relationship with God. says, He approached Jerusalem and saw the city. He wept over it. said, Even if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. The whole city stirred up. And they're just, you know, they're asking, Who is this? And the best they can come up with is, This is Jesus the prophet. They don't fully get it, but they're going, this is, He's from God. That much we know. He goes into the temple area and he drives out the money changers. The significance of that is is that the religious system had had made it very difficult to get to God. They had to, by coming from the different regions, the temple decided they would only receive certain currency. And you know who exchanged the money for them? The temple. They always came out quite well with it. Something like going to the bank. Um, I won't go any further with that, but you can take that illustration where you will. Um, In a sense of going to the temple, having to have the right currency, making sure that their sacrifice was was acceptable to the temple people, all of it was on the side of of the religious um, leaders, but it was very difficult to get to actually worship. To get, to get in and, and be able to be accepted and just say, I, I want to seek God in this. The challenge for us as a people regularly is to evaluate and say, are we making this access to the Lord something complicated beyond what's to be? This has been a, 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 an issue of, of mine for, for years, and, and you've heard it out of me in numerous different ways. When I was in school and I realized that the New Testament was written in plain man's Greek instead of classical Greek, something went off in me and said, God chose ordinary language over technical and skilled language so that the bulk of people could understand it and embrace it. If he can choose the plain, then surely we better not get too far away from that kind of thing. And if we make this too complicated to get in the door, so to speak, and we make too many barriers for people, we essentially are becoming the money changers of our day. And so the challenge is to to say, what are the essentials of our faith? What do we really believe? And then let's keep it pretty close to that, not adding too much baggage. Now we've, you know, Jerry was commenting high church, low church, Part of what we do is intentional in this manner. When I stepped away from three-piece suits and ties, it was intentional because I wanted an ordinary man's language. I don't feel bound to jeans. I just, you know, that's what I wear now. I, I don't want to be... I don't want clothing to be the issue to get into the kingdom. When we went toward contemporary music, it wasn't saying... One is bad and the other is good. It is more this issue of, let's do it in an ordinary man's language. Let's try not to put barriers in. Let's try to let the only offense be the gospel itself. You know, there are times when when you come into a setting like this and, and somebody speaks a word into your life, it can be very offensive because you're just going, what right do you have to say this? why are you talking this but if you're honest with yourself you're going something came alive in my heart what's what's going on in here and if my heart's awakened and 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 I know that God is speaking to me in this isn't that reason enough to say there's something special what what we are about is not trying to put in a form and just say, that's because we all like this form. What we're about is trying to say, let the presence of God speak into your heart and challenge you and bring the transformation that only He can do. And as you respond to Him in that faith, there's an awareness that He is making you alive and transforming you. It's not about the, the, the issues around you. Years ago when we were moving away from pews and we brought in chairs, we lost some people over it. I I put out a thing and saying, well, what color do you want? The bulk of people chose purple. I hate purple. But I wanted the chairs, so it didn't matter. (laughs) It, to me, I wanted something that I felt like people could come in and whether they knew God or not, they knew there was an empty chair and it was easier to get in the door. And it find a little more comfort of, oh, that's not taken, I can sit there. Because it can be a very scary thing coming to a Church. Just like it is if you go to a place that you've never been before, to people that you don't know, and you're wondering, what do I need to do? What's acceptable? Jesus throwing over the money changers tables was saying, I I detest these barriers that keep people from embracing what worship is meant to be. And so our goal when we come together is, is to say, Keep the important things important. If you hear a word from God into your heart, that's been valuable. I don't care when it happens during the service. For some, it's during the worship time when we're singing and suddenly your heart's alive and you never knew it could happen. For others, you're, you're suddenly embracing the Scripture and you're going, I get it. For some, it's during the prayer time when, when suddenly... You know, there's a prayer being prayed and you're going, that's changing me. I, I, I don't, I, you know, and you're, you're f- almost afraid to say anything because it's it's so precious in that moment. Well, the encounter with God is what Jesus was bringing to earth. And it's what he was about. And so this whole moving toward Jerusalem, he knew he was going to die. He'd been speaking about it for weeks and and, and over and over he'd been declaring, you know, he'd he make statements like unless a, a kernel of grain or a wheat falls into ground and dies, it can't produce. You know, he said, I, I'm going to the cross. If the Son of Man be lifted up, I'll draw him in unto me. I'm going to overcome the prince of this world. He, he knew he was going to die, even though no one else really understood the message, and some that were for him are going. It's our time. He's going. Well, not quite. Others going. Let's be quiet. Let's be. You know. Let's work in the system. He's he going. No, the system's broke. But he was accomplishing exactly what he set out to accomplish, and he did it. And that's why we're gathered together and we celebrate and we say Hosanna because we we have a little bigger picture than they did. (laughs) But thanks to the Lord, it's gonna be ever expanding throughout now and the future. Why don't you stand with me? Lord, I would pray that each one here have their own encounter with you. pray that they would understand that your reason for coming to earth exceeded what everybody of that day understood and really goes beyond what even we understand ourselves. But We have this privilege of relationship in you and we embrace that and thank you again. Wash away our sins. Establish your spirit within our hearts. Awaken our lives to the new life in you. Set us on that course where we can long to be united with you as you have promised. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. rather open-ended, but uh, you can feel free to leave if you need to. Let's just ask that uh, God bring us into the fullness of all that He has, particularly this Easter week, as we recognize the extent of His love, that He would come to earth, live among us, die for our sins. Next week we'll come back and celebrate His resurrection. Your salvation. There would come into them the awareness of your great love that chooses relationship with his creation. Now, Lord, be exalted, and as each one goes into their fields of ministry, we pray that you'll give them words to speak that bring life to others, that exalt your kingdom. We pray that their deeds will be glorifying of you. We pray that they've been able to carry out the supernatural. Be exalted, our Lord, we pray. You lift it up, we ask. Amen. Amen. I remind you, there is a meal downstairs. If you would like prayer, if you'll come toward the front, it's much easier, easier for people to meet with you. God bless you.